Welcome to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. We are recording this episode on Thursday, August 11th, and joining me as always is my good friend, colleague, and role model, Dr. Orfe Devongi. He's a PhD economist. Dr. Orfe, we're going to talk about investments. And, and I'll tell you, before we get into investments, I'm going to be very clear about this. We're not providing any investment advice at all. Uh, if you're listening to Orfe and me about in- investments from the standpoint of like what to do, like where to put your chip on the roulette table, I'm going to just tell you straight away, that's not where we're headed with this. We don't advise that. We're not qualified. Uh, we're not fiduciaries. However, you and I are both investment-focused people. We like to make investments. We're going to talk about today, very specifically, the investments that have been outperforming. Let's talk about what types of investments tend to outperform inflation. From a data perspective, there are a few categories that tend to do well in periods of high inflation. Uh, you know, of course, things change over time. It's, a, you know, the, it's the same thing that doesn't happen, doesn't repeat itself necessarily. But when you look at data from like the 19, between 1973 and 1990, where we had periods of high inflation and, and high volatility, the, there were a couple of things that stood out. Of course, these investments outperformed inflation and that would depend on the investment horizon, right? So like for somebody who invested, you know, for 30 years or more, precious metals beat inflation 46% of the time. And this is this is coming from a, a nice academic paper that I found uh, recently that tracked these investments over different horizon periods and showed that basically precious metals, real estate, Inflation-protected bonds tended to outperform inflation more than some of these other categories. For example, cash. We know cash was a terrible thing, right, to hold on to in a high inflation environment. Equities, only 7% likely to beat inflation over a 30-year horizon between 1973 and 1990, right? Terrible, terrible place to have your money. So I looked at these asset categories that tended to do well in periods of high inflation. And we're going through that right now. The one thing that's being offered that I would say that you know you should take a look at if, if it is an, an option for you from a costing standpoint would be the Series I savings bond that's being offered right now, which is going to throw off a return of 9.62%. You have to buy it treasury direct, but at the very least, it's outpacing inflation in this current time window. Now, that is something where The rules around it are very specific. The ability to navigate to actually purchasing the I-Series bond is uh, slightly more complex than getting the 12 o'clock to stop flashing on your old VCR, (laughs) but I think would probably be worthwhile. And from the standpoint of what appear to be a safe bet, you can't put a tremendous amount of money. It's got a cap of $10,000 into it, but at the very least, it would give you a a secure return and you know what you'd get back. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Chris, I don't really believe in safe bets, right? I believe in a well-diversified portfolio. Sure. But yeah, like you said, I mean, do you have asset classes that are inflation protected? 
You also have the fact that with interest rates rising, the yield on these fixed assets is going to increase, right? And so, you know, there are places where investors can still put their money. Now, of course, you know, just like everybody else, I listen to I listen to some of the other podcasts out there. The guys on Wall Street have been calling the bottom. They've been calling the bottom for six months. Yeah. And they've missed every single time. You know, I think it's a terrible idea to try to time the market. It's, it's always been a terrible idea. It never really works. Having a well-diversified portfolio is always the best option. But, you know, wh- what am I doing? You know, and again, I'm not, a, I'm not I don't give investment advice because I, I'm not qualified to do that. What I'm doing is kind of look after these, you know, real estate. Real estate has always been a secure place to put your money. If you're a middle-income American and you own a home and you took out a mortgage at a low fixed rate and you don't plan to move anytime soon, inflation is your friend. Basically, you know, I, I think that a lot of people need to realize that their best asset, their house is still their best asset in a, in a high inflation environment. In fact, what inflation does is, is, is actually it benefits borrowers at the expense of investor savers. Well, you're talking to somebody who lives in, in suburban Chicago and, you know, in, in, in the state of Illinois. And I, I would tell you that my house is worth roughly what I paid for it 18 years ago. And the taxes that I paid against that over, over that amount of time, plus the improvements that I've put into the home over that amount of time for just maintenance and upkeep and, and actually some improvements. I guess it kind of depends on where you're buying that real estate. That's right. It depends where you're buying that. But I mean, even in the Chicago metro, I was looking at that a couple of days ago. House prices are up 13.5% year over year. Sure. Right? It's, well, it's like, but, they, but they were down 30 some percent after sure. the crash in 2008. So I guess it for depends sure. on what arc you bought, whatever it is that you bought. Exactly. You know, when you bought, what you bought, when you bought it, if you got yourself in a low 30 year fixed rate mortgage or not, you know, all these things absolutely matter. But I think it's fair to say people who borrowed to buy a house are doing quite well right now compared yeah. to everybody else. And so I think real estate, you know, across the board, I mean, if you look at the same research paper, if you look at the 1991 to 2010 period, which was a period of relatively low inflation, real estate is out there as still one of the best categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, to invest in, right? Uh, so, you know, you have real estate, you have, you know, equities. I mean, look, when things are getting a little risky, if you pick and choose carefully, right? And again, it, it might go a little bit against my own advice where I say, hey, diversify. But some companies are really outperforming right now. I would say, you know, diversify your portfolio and stick to it, you know, but real estate remains one of the best asset categories out there in a high inflation environment. My unsolicited advice is uh, scratch off tickets. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you do, don't listen, don't listen to us to go out and, and do what we do. We're only speaking from our own perspective. And, uh, you know, and I just look at the economic research on the topic. For Divangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other high quality podcasts at americastalking.com. <laughs>